I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode number 96, and we are recording on November 20th, 2023. Uh, I should add at like 6.30 p.m. because uh, some of these stories are developing. Yes. And so also, if anything happens after this, we don't know about it. And I should add that I was under anesthesia earlier today, so I'm going to be a little slow and loopy. So we're going to have an extra awesome episode. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on. We have some follow-ups from our previous episodes. First is that uh, we spread fake news last episode. You're not supposed to tell the people when we spread fake news. That's our secret. No, that's everyone else's secret. (laughs) We can have that same secret. No, our our secret is we don't do that. That's that's the thing that we say. That's the opposite of a secret. Anyway, uh, we said that George Santos was expelled from the uh, the House of Representatives. Thank Apparently, goodness. we Get live in an, e- an even more of a clown world than we thought because he was not expelled. They just tried to expel him, but they had the vote, and uh, the, not enough Republicans voted for him. Uh, uh, I why? thought he was expelled because I saw an interview with him where he was like really like going off against the Republicans that voted against him. So I was like, oh, they voted him out. Crazy. But no, it was just a couple voted against him, and it wasn't enough. Um, apparently, they're going to try again, because a bunch more ethics charges just got filed against him. Do the Republicans who didn't vote against him before care at all about these additional ethics charges? How does anyone ever know? Okay. I guess you just got to hold the vote and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what do Republicans ever care about? What do they ever care about? Uh, the border uh, and taxes. Getting yes, getting billionaires to pay fewer taxes. All right. Um, next follow up: SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX got FAA approval for a second Starship test launch, and then a couple days after I found that headline, the Starship did their second test launch and got to the second stage before blowing up, and it was glorious. All right, and then it did blow up though, right? Yes. All right, but that was like always part of the plan. That's what SpaceX says, but SpaceX very often claims that and very (laughs) often has to lay that, uh, walk that back. Did they ever say it ahead of time? Did they say it ahead of time this time? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they weren't expecting it to go flawlessly and there was like, they didn't know where the explosion was going to be, but they're like, yeah, at some point something's going to fail. All right. Um, But cool. Yeah. And uh, creative destruction. Because the FAA is working off the nasa model where you expect everything to go perfectly with every launch and therefore every launch takes 20 years they have announced that they are going to be investigating this flight as well because it didn't go perfectly have i mentioned that our current regulatory framework is not particularly well suited for iterative testing on this podcast well david you got to make sure they don't hit any whales was that a concern? <laughs> Apparently it was. Wow. Man, yeah. fuck the whales. They ain't going to Mars anyway. Man, hey, if, don't say fuck the whales. It, yes. Like lovingly and gently. <laughs> oh, God. You know, Let's uh, not get into that, that debate. <laughs> yeah, you know um, McAfee got canceled for that, right? Was it McAfee? I thought yeah. it was Singer again. No, it was yeah, McAfee. It was Who the hell oh, is okay. McAfee? Uh, John McAfee. The, the antivirus guy? Yeah. And also oh. general internet weirdo. He tweeted about <laughs> how he wanted to uh, 
join a South American cult whose one of the things they do is fuck whales. Wait, uh, wait, wait. No. Didn't they do that in Avatar? This is so perfect. There's no way this is true. <laughs> How do you even fuck a whale? Um, very carefully and, and gently. And but, yes, no, seriously, and how do you catch the whale to fuck it? You don't. You just swim after it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get one of those little oh things God. you hold on am to. I with high, the, uh, guys, am I high? Is this with the, with the little uh, with the little motor on it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. It gets better. Okay. Uh, so, as you would expect, people went off on him for this on Twitter. Uh, because, and then he went you know, off on the whale. Oh! <laughs> because, you know, bestiality and the only good argument people have for against bestiality is it's not consensual uh, because <laughs> the people who go off on people on Twitter aren't capable of processing that it's just gross is a good argument sometimes. And McAfee's response was, a whale weighs something like 50 times more than a human being and can easily kill you with a swipe of its tail. If you manage to successfully fuck a whale, you better damn well believe it's consensual. (laughs) All right. Um, I think that's enough about whale fucking. (laughs) Uh, So we can move on to our next follow-up. The SAG strike is over. Yay. Yay. Now we can make movies and TV shows again. It's Didn't actually that we hadn't. It's actually been over for a while. Um, I know this because my sister works with a lot of people who work with SAG, and they have started, you know, working again. I mean, it's been less than two weeks. Were they working I, under the table? Uh, possibly, or possibly they reached an agreement and just made the public announcement within the last two weeks. Well, a number of smaller studios made their own agreements. Ah, um, so there were a number of, of shows and movies in production that, like, whatever companies they were made made their own agreements with the unions. Um, because, you know, Hollywood's not not a conglomerate yet. Yeah, it could have been that, too. I don't like that yet there. <laughs> well, you know. Um, none, of the, none of the provisions of the deal were that interesting. I think the actors are getting more money. Um, except the AI parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I looked into the AI parts. I thought this was fun. Um, apparently the studios are allowed to use digital doubles with the consent of the original actor. Wasn't that already the case? Yes, but now it's in the union contract. So that's, Ah. you know, before there was nothing in the union had to say about it. So the actors could make their own separate deals. Oh no. Um, So now power has been taken away from the actors and given to the union. No, it's been given to the actors. You said before the actors could make their own individual deals. Yeah, but now they still can. Okay. Um, I but, choose to believe you because you read this and I didn't. Yeah. Um, the uh, no, the only the, the it, this is basically like the absence of a rule. The okay. they, they could have tried to put in a rule in there that said no digital doubles or like digital doubles, you know, have a have a certain pay scale that you have to comply with. Oh, um, but they I didn't see. do that. They just said, look, you can make a deal with the actor. The actor can authorize use of their like digital self. Oh, how very magnanimous of them. <laughs> God damn these. Can't say many words on drugs. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> also, the studios are allowed to use original AI actors uh, right. with basically no constraints. What? How? How is the actors' union involved in that at all? Anyway, like that's isn't that a something for the studio to negotiate with the AI? I. Why does the writers? 
a union get to say you can't use AI writers? I don't know, because that's the union. Okay. That's the deal they made. Yeah, are uh, extras usually covered under SAG? Yeah. Because yes. they're the... Okay, so yeah, that's why. Because obviously they're the studios are going to use this to just copy and paste hundreds of people into a scene so they don't need to pay a bunch of extras. They've been doing that for years, at least. Yeah, they definitely have. Well, now those extras will be slightly more realistic. I mean, at least since Lord of the Rings, right? Where they had those massive um, battles that were almost entirely CG, the, the yeah. warriors in them? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now they can have... So so the, the studio, the, the union contracts have different provisions for like background actors, featured actors, and stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from what I can tell, this allows use of AI actors for any of those. So you could have a movie, you know, with starring just a complete uh, computer-generated character, which, um, you know, Zvi's take on this, which I thought was pretty good, was like, this is like a massive loss for the union, but there's no way around it. Because if the, ma- if the major studios aren't allowed to do that once the technology gets good enough, then they're... It's just the end of the, the major studios. <laughs> yeah. There'll be new major studios that don't have these union contracts. Sounds fun. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's got to be the future then of movies, right? That still seems no like... wants to pay George Clooney. Yeah. It's just such a weird thing for the union to get involved in. Like, you aren't allowed to use your computers to do things that don't involve us is... No! That is that is all unions do all the time. Yes. God damn, these... Half of, you, half of union rules are all about you not, be not being allowed to bypass the union. It's I, I, I that's still, why I don't yeah. like unions. Yeah, I know. I, I still accept except for the bar association. The They're fine. That's right, not a union. It's a trade unit, trade association. Completely different. <laughs> completely different. <laughs> completely different. Just ask the lawyers. They'll tell you exactly. And actually, they'll sue you if you say it's the same thing. So you better not. I bet they wouldn't sue me. Well, keep it up. <laughs> All right. On to new news. Speaking of things that are probably going to end up in a lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, you know what we're covering. It's OpenAI. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, God. guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Are you on anesthesia, too? No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, David. But we have AI news that's not bullshit this fortnight. Yeah, this is AI news that's, like, actually relevant. It's amazing how much all AI news is relevant. Um, yeah, except for all that stuff we covered on every other episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see how it is. All right, well, the news is that Sam Altman was fired from OpenAI on Friday. In a absolute surprise bombshell move. Yes, surprise to everybody, including, like, uh, uh, Microsoft, who owns apparently 49% of OpenAI. Oh, at 49%, they don't get a vote. Yeah, right. I mean, they get a vote, just not enough of, not one. Enough of one. Well, they literally don't get any vote because they didn't have anyone on the board, and the board is the people that voted whether he gets kicked out or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they vote for the board, but your points take. No. Yeah, they they just... Yeah, they, the board, the most interesting I, thing... This is, this is rumen, but I literally heard that Microsoft was informed less than 60 seconds before Sam was fired. <laughs> I also heard that. Oh, I heard that they weren't informed until a minute or two after. Well, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> right, at that point, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all informed a minute or two after, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just... And the note that they dropped with it. Oh, yeah. This was not like, uh, we thank Sam for all his hard work, and we just feel nope. that partying is in everyone's best interest. to spend more time with his family. 
Yeah, exactly. This was a fuck you, Sam Altman. You have fucked us all, and we hope you die kind of note. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was like, we've lost confidence it, in, in, in it corporate was, speak. It was the corpo bad. speak version yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was. You And this is not, you do not see this when CEOs get fired. No. Uh, so uh, nobody knows yet what what the hell the was going on. Uh, a lot of the speculation is that this was the uh, you know the AI alignment people uh, getting upset that Altman wasn't being um, wasn't being careful enough and was going to create AGI and and kill us all. So I I saw that it was uh, I saw a lot of speculation that it was the safety people in this context. Does that mean the people who were worried about paper clips or the people who were worried about uh, Chat GPT doing a racism? No, this is specifically the paperclip people. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so, and this is a, this is a good transition to our next thing we we're going to talk about, which is the corporate structure of OpenAI because it's very weird. Uh, it's, it is it's a, not that weird. Yes, it's, it's weird. Unusual. It, it to have a for-profit for company people. owned by an and, and operated by a nonprofit. It makes total sense for people who are worried about creating a god that will kill us all. Okay, but this is not how corporations are normally structured, which well, is why I said it's weird. Okay, it's unusual. That's I, what weird means. No, weird can mean unusual. Just means out of the norm. Oh weird means that like this I is don't know. stupid, even for this the low standards right. we've let's set not, on this podcast. This so let's not define the definition of weird. That's um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So there's OpenAI, like the nonprofit, which and there's like four other entities structured in here, but it's basically that like OpenAI, the nonprofit owns and operates OpenAI, the for-profit company, um, which is what everyone's investing in. But the nonprofit uh, has specifically retained authority to fire the CEO. And, and their whole mission is to make sure that AGI doesn't kill us all. Yes. Like, that's the only thing they're for. And they say this explicitly, and they told they let all investors know beforehand that there is no guarantee anyone's ever going to make a profit with this thing. Our number one priority is to make sure this doesn't kill us all. And if that means we don't make any profit, so be it. Yeah, their little letter that they send to investors is like, you should consider any investment in OpenAI to be more like a donation. <laughs> Which is, uh, oh man, that's what I want to send out on my uh, investor email. <laughs> So I had a lot of people, by a lot of people, I'm specifically thinking about Eliezer right now, actually surprised that this worked. He he was saying, like, I don't think this will ever stop anyone from trying to make a massive profit. This is all just a, a car trick. And then they actually went and fired Sam Altman. He's like, huh, I guess this could actually work. I am shocked. But it for a certain definition work, of the word work. Well, <laughs> we, uh, we will get to the ramifications it, of what has happened. Yeah. Like, um, for the people who don't know, who is Sam Altman? Sam Altman he is, is one of the founders of OpenAI and uh, also, like, their... Their public face. Yeah, their public face. And, like, he was... Uh, uh, I don't think he was ever an, like, engineer proper at OpenAI, but he's, like... A very technical um, data science-y guy um, has... Yeah, and if you had... go back a few episodes, you can hear us talk about how handsome he is. Yes, yeah. and he is... Uh, he, he co-founded with Elon Musk, I believe, but he is yes. as popular as Elon Musk and Steve Jobs uh, were in their heyday. Like, the people, specifically tech nerds, absolutely love him, and, like, with good reason. You watch him, and he's... He's charismatic in the nerd sort of way, you know, like it's hard not to love him. And he was 
very well known and beloved by everyone and just considered an absolute visionary and uh, for good reason. All right. So he gets fired and the whole the all of the Internet goes in completely nuts. Yeah. With the note that, like, we have lost all confidence in his ability to communicate with us, implying that he was lying to them about something. And yeah, the the internet goes nuts. Everybody starts speculating wildly about what it is. And the most, the largest speculation was the safetyism thing, although that seems to maybe have not been it at all. And uh, I think what an hour or two very soon after he quit, Greg Brockman quit as well in solidarity. Who's and he's another, like the one of the other bigwigs, right? He's yeah, another he big was name. The, he was the president. What and also had some other role. He was fired from the president role. Uh, in the same meeting where Sam was fired with Sam casting his vote on his behalf. Um, and when he, apparently very shortly after he was notified of this, he quit entirely. He was retained in the other role, which I can't remember what it was. And he said, yeah, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So this happens on Friday. And by Saturday, you've got like half the company threatening to quit well you did skip one small part of the story Uh, which part was that which is this happened friday around noon and by closing bell microsoft stock had dipped quite a bit like 15 percent, i think did it yes and it recovered like as soon as it could recover but you had like an hour or two there where you could have gotten microsoft really cheap oh man wow i missed it it was it was fascinating, but oh my god, you're right. I'm looking at the five day, and there's just a there's just a V. Yeah, <laughs> it goes down right at the end of Friday, like three seventy to three fifteen. Oh man, should have bought the dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before womp, we womp. continue, we should mention uh, that the other major player in this is a guy named Ilya, who everybody is basically casting as the Brutus uh, stabbing Sam's Caesar (laughs) because he was, again, one of the people there from the very beginning. They were close. Uh, Sounds like they still are close, although maybe less now that one of them has a bloody dagger in his hands. But uh, Ilya was also on the board and sounds like was kind of the deciding vote sort of cast as the lead of the lead of this entire coup. Yeah. Ilya Sutskever. Sutskever. Yes. Uh, so if he's Brutus, does that mean, um, uh, uh, Mira, whatever her name is, is, uh, is Cassius? I think so. Either that or Greg is Cassius, but in the alt-universe... No, Greg is Mark Antony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, you're right. I was going to say he was the, uh, Cassius in the alt-universe fix-fic where Cassius sided with Caesar, but... (laughs) No, that's Antony. Yeah, no. You're right. There already is that guy. Yep. <laughs> oh, and he's the one who marries the most beautiful woman in the world. So good on you, Greg. Hey, all right. Um. Uh. So. So that was Friday. Then we're into Saturday. Everyone's everyone's saying they'll quit by five p.m. Mm-hmm. if Sam isn't reinstated and the board doesn't all quit. Mm-hmm. Um. The board did not all quit, and Sam was not reinstated. So they. But they're like kind of maybe thinking about it. Uh, so they make the same threat on Sunday, um, (laughs) same 5 p.m. deadline, um, and they don't do it, and nobody, I don't think anyone's quit yet, except Greg, but they're still saying they're gonna, and And then Monday morning. No, before Monday morning, on Sunday evening is when they announced that Emmett Shear is going to be the interim CEO, because apparently, originally, it was supposed to be, uh, Mira Murati, 
uh, the interim CEO. She was the CTO at the time all this happened. Uh, but she quickly defected over to Sam. I think within 48 hours or so, she was like, you know what? Sam's my homie. Fuck all the shit. And uh, she she is not going to be the interim CEO. And so they picked up Emmett Shear instead. He is a co-founder of... Twi- uh, co-founder? I'm not sure about that. But definitely... Um, co-owner of uh, Twitch for quite a while. He retired for a bit and now he's coming back uh, to be interim CEO of OpenAI and notably has his name in HPMOR because he donated fan art and became the Quidditch seeker that got injured near the very end of the book. Yeah, I was going to say, he's pretty rat adjacent. (laughs) He's he's far more than just rat adjacent. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, if your name's in the book, you are fully in the camp. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one of Um, us. Also, wasn't he, like, a founder of Quora or something? No, that is a different guy. No, that's a board member. Okay, gotcha. We want to talk about other conspiracy theories about why this happened. Uh, Another one was that Adam D'Angelo, who is the uh, CEO of Quora and Poe, uh, Cora got, you know, basically capped in the head by ChatGPT coming out. So he founded Poe, which is uses uh, ChatGPT and a bunch of other, puts a bunch of things together, makes it easier to use for the user. Um, and then when the GPT uh, GPTs were announced at the recent Dev Day uh, that OpenAI held, they basically took out Poe uh, uh, because <laughs> they're, they're going to do everything that Poe was doing. And Adam D'Angelo is... Yeah, Quora was completely and totally worthless long before uh, the GPTs came out. I know because I was a huge fan of it when I was in college, and I was there to witness its decline and fall. Yeah, but they are really good at search engine optimization. Yes, and they're also really good at having a ton of really annoying spam bots on the platform. Hey, But yeah, Adam D'Angelo is the creator of Poe and Head, and uh, then this come and he's on the board of OpenAI, which seems like it might be a conflict of interest. I don't know. But anyways, the no, thing comes out. what are you talking about? Poe looks like it's going to be uh, worthless after that, and there's some speculation that he was upset about this, wanted Sam out, and um, managed to convince Ilya that there might have been some reason to kick Sam out, that he was not being forthright with the board about things. But that is but one of two or three different theories I heard, and none of them are at yeah. all corroborated by anything. Seems pretty silly to That's me. That's one of about seven different theories I heard, all trading at 30% on, um, <laughs> on Manifold. Manifold, yeah. yeah. Guys, do you remember that 48-hour period where everyone was like, oh my god, what the fuck did they discover in the lab when they booted up GPT-5? Like, it, this literally no. felt like the universe that you're in if bad shit just barely manages to get avoided through entropic I, I mean, I remember a, a bunch of panicky dummies saying that. Hey, man. And me being like, um, settle down, everybody. I, I gotta say, this was like the LK99 of, of the AI <laughs> scene. I had so much fun this weekend just it was, reading It kind of was like that. It, oh, so much. Like, the, it, it, when shit is happening randomly live, Twitter is still the place to be. Yes. Uh, X-Twitter. X Twitter, thank is you. Is where where the it was all going down. Mm. Um, it is also where Elia and I think this was before uh, Amateur was named as the CEO posted that he regrets his actions. Yes, and uh, it was like I regret uh, the part I played in this and signed a letter, an open letter, uh, demanding that he himself be fired. 
in, uh, in addition to the rest of the board, uh, or else he will quit. Uh, and this was one of those big uh, group letters. So it was signed by like uh, 12 of the other like big department heads or whatever, and like 500 of OpenAI's employees. And they only have like 800 employees. 700. Yeah, yeah, it's between seven and eight hundred. There's, there's not going to be anything left of OpenAI after this. Yeah, which you know they kind of deserve it. I, I guess. I mean, I mean, what was this? What, what are you doing? This, this was a cluster. This is what happens when a people who have never led a guild in Warcraft Classic try to lead a company. Right. <laughs> this, this is exactly what this feels like. Is people who are completely out of their depth and have no idea what they're doing, and are like, ah, we got to get rid of this guy. With I mean, no like, thought to what comes after that. Yeah. On paper, it looks fine. It's like, we have the power to do this. We should just do this. In reality, people have loyalties and emotions and shit. Yeah. Now, yeah, and- interestingly, Emmett Shear put out a statement saying that it wasn't a any specific disagreement about AI safety. And the reasoning was completely different from that. Yeah. That made me feel so much better because all the speculation before had, like... God, man, it, it really was like, what the fuck happened in the labs that made them do this? But Sheer, if you like watch some of his past interviews on YouTube, he is all in on the this is a god we're creating and it will very likely kill us all if we aren't very careful. Like, yeah, he he's is definitely deep a doomer. in the safetyism. <laughs> doomer or safety, depending on how, what word you want to use. And like for him to come out and say, yeah, no, it, that's not what the issue was, makes me feel much relieved. Yeah, but like it was sort of phrased in a way that makes me think that was what the issue was. And he's, like, kind of using weasel words to say, like, well, it wasn't anything, any one specific thing. Really? Do you have Do you have his quote? Because I seems okay to me. Um, I'm sure I can look it up. Uh, let me see. Before I took the job, I checked on the reasoning behind the change. The board did not remove Sam over any specific disagreement on safety. Their reasoning was completely different from that. I'm not crazy enough to take this job without board support for commercializing our awesome models. Yeah, seeing as, like, pretty much everyone on the board had signed the statement saying that AI is as big a risk as nuclear war, I think if he's saying that the board was not concerned about a specific safety thing, then it it seems like that wasn't the issue. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was, you know, GPT-5 is in the basement and it became Mm self-aware. But that leaves it open to being like, oh, no, it was, like, several different concerns about safety. But if it wasn't if it wasn't about safety, then what the hell? Speaking of which, the new AI risk is as big a danger as nuclear war is. Uh, EAs on your board are as disruptive as the NRC. (laughs) I don't know what the NRC is. Nuclear Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Commission. Ah, okay. This is. I mean, I would have agreed with you twenty four hours ago, but seeing as it doesn't no, seem like wouldn't. it was a safety thing. I, I would have agreed with you that other people would say that. But seeing, <laughs> seeing as this wasn't a, a safety issue, as far as anybody knows, and Emmett Shear is going to publish whatever it was about, then I don't know if that's an actual valid complaint. Although, I think people are still probably going to take that away from this. Yeah, that was the other thing. He says he's going to do a full investigation and will have answers within 30 days. Uh, you don't believe him? No, I mean, I believe they'll, re- they'll release something about it within 30 days. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think people are going to let this go. I think they're going to have to give some some account of the reasoning. Mm. But this was um, this was just just total amateur hour mm. by OpenAI, and they have probably just made themselves obsolete. I by probably do you mean there's no OpenAI left because everybody left? Like, well, yeah, it sounds like a lot. Like the majority of the engineers are going to leave. Yeah, like what's left? 
But they've also just signaled, given a strong signal to the market that they don't care about making money. Yeah. That they, <laughs> so, like, who's going to invest in them now? Well, and who's going to want to work for them if they know yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, it's so it's well, actually so. Who's going to want to work for them are the Doomers, and all the uh, the accelerationists are going to want to go work for Sam Altman, who now is going to be working at Microsoft. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to want to work for Sam Altman. I think that's why we saw everyone not immediately quit uh, when they said they were going to, because I mean, who wants to work for Microsoft? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I don't know. Uh, I, they, I mean, they still, as of today, are making are, are threatening to quit. Yeah, I, I but think they they're. We'll see at, how many actually do. They might go work at DeepMind or Anthropic or something. Yeah, or I think startup. that just means, hey, uh, we decided we're going to keep working here while we're interviewing at places that are neither the place Sam is working nor OpenAI. Well, we'll see. If Sam had started his own company funded by Microsoft, I could totally see them going with him. But, like, yeah. working under Microsoft directly, that sucks balls. Yeah. So I was fighting with Matt Freeman about this on the mm-hmm. Discord mm-hmm. Uh, because he thinks that Altman going to Microsoft is actually great for AI alignment because Microsoft's not going to let him do anything dangerous. I kind of agree with not that. Not because they care about safety, but just, just because they're a big corporation and move slowly. Yeah. They're slow and lumbering, and he's not going to be able to move yeah. nearly as fast. Um, I'm skeptical. Okay. You know, I feel like Microsoft has huge resources, probably has access to like tons and tons of compute. Um, so I don't know how that, how that balances out, Hmm. but I could see the argument that, yeah, like, yeah, Microsoft actually sucks and is too, uh, too much of a corporate dinosaur to actually be able to do anything innovative. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see, but I do feel, I do feel safer <laughs> with uh, the slow-moving Microsoft being in charge of this than with someone fast and nimble like OpenAI. Uh, and hungry. Like, OpenAI was hungry. Microsoft is comfortable. If someone else is going to just eat their lunch. That's true. It'll probably be DeepMind or Anthropic. We'll see. I have no opinions about who's winning the AI wars. That's Except true. that humanity wins. Damn you. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Yes. Do we have any more comments about OpenAI? Two knock-on things about this. All right. First being, I don't know if this was a coincidence, but over the weekend, Meta disbanded its AI safety team. So, Oh, man, this was 100% not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, everyone's freaking out about Sam Altman. Quick. Let's do the thing we've been planning. Yeah. that That is... I don't know. I, I want to say that's unfortunate, but on the other hand, Meta's AI safety team was probably all about not doing racisms. So yeah, no I would loss. guess that's the case. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that our own Matt Freeman posted a a, a funny little goof on X.com, as he says, which said, uh, "Here we go. Congratulations to Ilya for taking his company back after Sama's nefarious coup." And then Emmett Shear liked it, and then the several people on Twitter noticed that he liked it, and blasted it as soon as Emmett Shear got named as the new CEO. So that was fun. Well, congratulations to Matt for his forthcoming offer to be the new CEO of OpenAI. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any further comments before we move on? That is it from me. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to, uh, in case you missed it, there was an election two Tuesdays ago. Uh, it's one of those yes, odd year elections. Yes, I was elections. surprised to learn that this wasn't the presidential election either. 
Yeah. Is odd year elections are always kind of boring. Uh, so real quick, here's some stuff that happened. Andy Bashir, a Democrat, won uh, the governorship of Kentucky. Uh, he was already the governor, but he won it again. Um, you know, defying some stereotypes there. Is it really news if he was already the governor? I mean, he was reelected. If Biden gets reelected, that'll be news. Okay, but but he's not the president. He's the governor of Kentucky. Yeah, but it's just you know, it's kind of weird. Kentucky keeps voting for Democrats. Eh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's not like like earth shattering news or anything. Uh, Democrats took both state houses in Virginia, which uh, they weren't supposed to. Uh, they were definitely supposed to lose one of them, but managed to hold, managed to take both of them. Is this because of the abortion thing? Well, that's the speculation, is that Democrats, it, just in general, Democrats did better in this election um, than you would expect, given Joe Biden's approval rating and, like, mm-hmm. the national mood about Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of speculation that they're, uh, they're running, like, you know, three or four points ahead of, of where they should be because of the abortion issue. I really hope Republicans come to a moment of evolving on their abortion issues. I hope they don't and campaign against abortion forever. Ah, fair enough. Isn't that what Obama said, that, like, that his views on gay marriage had evolved? <laughs> oh, it was even worse than that. He said in during the campaign that they were in a state of evolving. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> he's like, clearly didn't give a shit about gay marriage, mm. but didn't want to piss everybody off by being like, sure, let him get married. Who cares? No. And then as soon as, as soon as public opinion turned, he was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Gay marriage, great. On the pl- well, never mind. I was going to say on the plus side for Trump, everybody knows he doesn't give a shit about abortion, but you know that's not a plus side. So, I mean, it might be uh, for him, not for yeah. us. Oh, yeah, I mean, he does <laughs> he does appoint those really anti-abortion judges, so yeah. that's what matters. Um, speaking of abortion, Ohio uh, approved an amendment um, giving women a right to an abortion in the state. Fuck yes, go Ohio. They approved it by a lot. They did not approve it by the 60% that it would have needed if they had uh, voted for that uh, ballot initiative several months ago that we covered. Yeah. Uh, But it still was like, yeah, it was like by 10 points. It was not close. Uh, So go Ohio. Um, Manchin won't get seek re-election in 2024, which is interesting because it means that uh, all the Democrats piling on him finally... burned him out and now they get to get the give that seat back to the republicans good job Yay, democrats way to go democrats the fuck now you have one more republican in the senate it's not like the senate ends up really close all the time and every vote counts all right um yeah so that's basically what happened in the off-year election nothing super exciting and the I ohio abortion that. amendment was the most exciting one I see that uh, my very special election news has gotten promoted to its own story. Well, I already had that as a story. Ah, That's definitely its own story. But yes, it was not just America that had an election recently. Also, other countries sometimes have elections. Um, Usually we don't care, because why would we? But uh, we want to call out the Argentinian election specifically, because it has a very interesting uh, candidate who won. David, we want to tell us about him? Yes. Uh, Javier Millet. Javier <laughs> Millet. I think I pronounced that right. I don't speak Argentinian. Well, you uh, better learn. He's your new patron saint. Right? 
uh, ran on a campaign of, among other things, dollarizing the U.S. economy, or the Argentinian economy, to control inflation, uh, deregulation, uh, social conservatism, which, you know, don't love that part, but whatever. Uh, and also, just like in this guy's personal life, he self-identifies as an ar- anarcho-capitalist. I believe he was a working economist before he went into politics. Um, and he has... I think he's on his fourth cloned dog named after uh, <laughs> Mises? Is this true? Yes. Me. He definitely has the clone dogs. I didn't realize they were named after Mises. Okay, hang on. I, I, I need to yeah. figure out which libertarian economist the clone dogs are named after. Now, let's not bury the lead here. This guy's not just an anarcho-capitalist. He has a superhero costume <laughs> for yes. Captain Ancap. Uh, and it's uh, you know it's kind of a cool costume. I like it. It's got that black and red uh, you know, Ancap colors. Neat. I just love the fact that, like, we have an actual ANCAP somewhere. I'm, I'm worried about the fact that Argentina is already doing kind of shit, so um, maybe he's just going to get the blame for things continuing to get worse, but if he can pull this out, that's going to be awesome. No, it's going to be terrible. Aww. This is going to be... No, this is going to, like, discredit anarcho-capitalism, because this guy is a, is a clown. Oh, no! Is a clown? Well, well, you heard David say he's a social conservative. Like, yeah. what kind of ANCAP is a social conservative? He wants uh, laws against, like, uh, gay marriage and, and, you know, all the, like, bad stuff that he doesn't like. I Does he? seem to remember him saying he's not personally in favor of gay marriage but wouldn't ban it, but I might be misremembering. Anyway, back to the important stuff about this guy. Uh, the original donor dog is named, and also they're all still alive. They're not sequential like I thought. Uh, original donor is named Conan after Conan the Barbarian, and the <laughs> other four are named Murray Rothbard, Milton Friedman, and Robert Lucas. Oh my god. That guy's committed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I'll keep him in my prayers. <laughs> I, I really hope he's able to, uh, do some, do like an economic turnaround. That'd be great. Give a little more credibility to libertarianism. But my expectation is that this guy is, is much more of a, uh, a Berlusconi than a, uh, a Milton Friedman. I believe. We will see. <laughs> we will keep y'all updated. All right. Well, David, what you got to do, you should go start a charter city in Argentina now. This guy's probably all about it. I'll talk to my friends at Prospera. <laughs> all right. Go for it. All right. Back to American news. Uh, Congress did a thing. Remember how we were worried that Congress wasn't going to be able to fund the government? They funded the government. For it's what, just another continuing weeks? resolution, so it's yeah. only funded for like another month. Uh, but new Speaker of the House, Mike, what the hell's his name? God, he's so it's so generic. It's like Mike Johnson. <laughs> uh, Is he, he AI generated? He got it done. Also, we really need to stop having these every single time it happens. Otherwise, we'll just have one every other episode for the rest of eternity. Hey, that might happen. All right, so let's not spend too much time on it. We should have maybe put it in the follow-ups, honestly. No, but this one's notable, though, because this is exactly what the last speaker did that caused the Republicans in Congress to kick him out. And meanwhile, this guy does it, and they're like, yeah, I mean, what's he going to (laughs) do? 
also funny is if they do keep doing this every month, then it's just the Republicans owning themselves. Because the Democrats already agreed to spending cuts back when they had the whole debt limit thing. They were like, all right, we'll raise the debt limit, but we'll agree to these like, it was like 7% spending cut in discretionary spending. And these continuing resolutions are, there are no cuts in them because they're just maintaining the current funding levels. That's how they do it. So if they keep doing these and never actually pass a budget, then the, the cuts never happen. Oh. Yeah. So it's just, they're being just ridiculous morons. Yeah. But what else is new? So who is obstructing this the most right now? The Republicans or the Democrats? The Republicans. Okay. The Democrat. No, the Democrats agreed to like budget levels back in the uh, during the debt limit thing. Why? Why are the Republicans so against it right now? Because they're crazy. Ah, that makes sense. All right. There's like a it, it, because there's not enough Republicans to marginalize the crazy ones. Okay. So there's like a, a handful of crazy Republicans, but the the rest the speaker doesn't want to pass anything that the crazy Republicans don't like because they could just remove him as speaker. Yeah. So they have to like, so they, and, and like the, the, the sane Republicans aren't going to vote for the crazy bill and the crazy Republicans aren't going to vote for the sane bill. So he's like, what do I do? <laughs> he could easily pass the bill with the sane Republicans and Democrats. Like he could easily pass Congress, no question. Mm-hmm. But he won't bring that bill to the table because then the crazy Republicans will get all pissed off at him. Well, all right. I think we've covered this before. Yeah. All right. All right. Next news. Sleepy Joe Biden met with President Xi of the People's Republic of China. Excellent. Did they decide anything important? Well, they made a deal not to shoot each other. I consider that pretty important. Yeah. Um, You know, I kind of thought we already had that deal. Hmm. But they're like, yeah, let's we won't we won't do a war with each other. Um, And if I remember right, uh, Sleepy. Sleepy Joe, again, referred to Taiwan as a country and again uh, said unambiguously that we would defend Taiwan if China invaded. So that's pretty based, but Yeah, also, those are both good things. Uh, it is pretty based. Wasn't this like whole re- recommitment to not shoot each other due to Israel and Ukraine and all that shit going down? And they're just like, yeah, no, we're, we're good, guys. Really, we're, we're, we don't want a war. They, yeah, they I mean, been... I think that was certainly the context this was happening in. Yeah, I think it is good that they reaffirmed, at the very least, that neither one of them wants to start shooting. Also based, Biden came out afterward and was like, oh yeah, China's definitely a dictatorship. <laughs> <laughs> nobody and, had any doubts. And there's no, but it's great, because the Secretary of State's in the room when he says it, and he just takes this look, and is like, oh my god, what? <laughs> Yeah, but she like was cool with it. He's like, yeah, man, I know, we're good. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's nice that jealous? we can be friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have an understanding. We can talk amongst ourselves. Yeah, uh, they made an agreement not to use uh, AI controlled drones. That's not going to um, last past the first war. And to to for everyone uh, to keep a human in the loop in the loop for uh, nuclear weapon launches. Okay. So you know, no uh, no Terminator situation. Uh, <laughs> David has a note here about how they cleaned up San Francisco. That was really fascinating and, gosh, kind of disheartening because they haven't done it up until this point. So I guess they just don't care about their own residents. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a known thing about San Francisco for a long time. I mean, Very when you say depressing. they don't care about their residents, it's their residents that don't care about themselves because they keep uh, voting in these jackholes. Yeah, I suppose. 
It's not like the presidency where it's like you really only get the choice between, you know, a couple of people. This is a city. Anyone can run for for uh the the, the not the what's not the board of directors. What does the city have? City board council? of supervisors. Board of, <laughs> yeah, it's either a city council or board of supervisors. It's one the of board of supervisors. All right, board of supervisors. Yeah, but like you can anyone can run for that. If uh, the residents wanted a clean San Francisco, they would just vote for a person who was like, yeah, I'm going to kick out all the bums. But they don't because they're a bunch of fucking soft-hearted, bleeding-hard communists. <laughs> but, you know, no, because when the actual communists come to visit, they kick out all the bums. Man. I don't know where they put them. Does anyone know? Did they just drive them down to L.A.? I, <laughs> I don't love that's know. Just that's silence. a good question. <laughs> They send them to Vegas. Uh, I heard that they just moved them to a different part of the Bay Area that wasn't on the visit plan. Ah, oh, well. Maybe they gave them all houses. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that it wasn't that one because that would involve building new houses. Yes, that would involve houses being allowed in San Francisco, no. which cannot be. They could a always thing steal other people's houses and put the the homeless in them. Maybe. That's what the commies do. I'm just looking forward to the uh, punchline from HPMOR about the ministry's new marriage law to ban all marriages becoming real in San Francisco. That was... Huh, I don't remember that one. Okay. Well, David, marriage is a heteropatriarchal institution that just serves (laughs) to subjugate women. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What's this about uh, PLAN? What is that? Uh, The People's Liberation Army Navy... uh, Recently, <laughs> the hell is that? Uh, it's the Chinese Navy. Oh, it's called the People's Liberation Army Navy. Yes, Jesus Christ, man! Right. Uh, recently engaged in a encounter with an Australian naval vessel that was described in an Australian Navy press release as dangerous and unprofessional. Which, similar to the Sam Altman firing level, is uh, Diplo speak for seriously, what the fuck, guys? Um, Yeah, dangerous and unprofessional, isn't how they described Altman? Yeah, Um, basically a a Australian naval vessel had a dive team out to clear some debris, I think, uh, in a trade lane between uh, Australia and Japan. And a PLAN destroyer rocked up on them, despite multiple radio warnings saying they had divers in the water and should slow down, turn off their sonar, and ideally leave the area. And they didn't. They just continued rocking up on this ship. Uh, The divers had to uh, uh, do an emergency departure from the water. Uh, Several were... Uh, injured mildly by the sonar. I wouldn't be surprised to learn they also got some decompression sickness uh, because that tends to happen when you need to emergency leave the water. Um, So yeah, despite this conference going fairly well, China are still acting like a bunch of massive dicks. Hmm. Well, you know what I say? What do you say? You got it, flaunt it. Okay. Sometimes you got a big ship, you just got to go be like, hey, (laughs) check out my big ship. Right, Australia, you think you're a real country just because you're getting some new submarines? <laughs> Check out my Navy destroyer. Boom. Uh, yeah, that's weird. That's a weird thing to do. But, you know, China does a lot of weird things. Yeah. Like naming their 
armed forces, the People's Liberation Army and Navy. <laughs> Not and. The People's Liberation Army Navy. Oh, it's the Army Navy, of course. Yes, because their Navy is officially subordinate to their Army. Ah, of course. It's the Army Navy. Because, you know, China has been a diehard land power for the last 4,000 years who couldn't do anything at sea other than occasionally fostering pirates that messed with other people. Uh, and also the Chinese, but somewhat less so than you'd expect. And they're goddamned if they're going to change that just because they're communists now. Well, look, David, water's cold. Alright, <laughs> them. Not in the South China Sea. I've been in the South China Sea. It's very warm. Yeah, well then, I don't know what the hell the problem is then. Alright, next story. <laughs> Trump goes full Hitler. Oh my god. Oh, hang yeah, on. Before uh, we move on, uh, something <laughs> else fun happened. Um, a man dressed in a, uh, Qing Emperor costume who self-identifies as a Qing revivalist, which is apparently a thing, beat up a bunch of pinkos outside of Xi Jinping's hotel. What? What are, who are, who are pinkos in this, uh, in this context? Uh, Chinese communists. All right. Like members of the party? Uh, they might be... Chinese Americans with communist sympathies. I'm seeing a lot of communist Chinese flags and a lot of Asian faces. Um, so if they are Chinese American, then they probably aren't actual card-carrying party members. Oh, but... this was in San Francisco. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about in China. No, you know, no, no, no. as, as like, much as weird. as much as I dislike the commies, I I do think we should not actually advocate for people using political violence. Oh, I'm not advocating for this. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, also... Mostly I Ch wanted to talk about how Qing revivalists are apparently... Yeah, that seems like a weird thing. The Qing dynasty was, was kind of bad, right? Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, all governments of China, again, going back 4,000 years, have been self-consciously lawful evil. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Alright, next story. Trump goes full Hitler. Uh, so this Veterans Day, Trump um, gave a speech honoring uh, our our brave soldiers and whatever. Uh, Inyash, you want to give me his quote? We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Vermin in our own country. It's fucked up, dude. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's like a... I'm not usually a Trump sounds like Hitler kind of guy, but uh, Trump sounds like Hitler. Yeah. Once you start calling your political opponents vermin, that is very much on the route to eliminationist talk here. Yeah. So uh, don't vote for that guy. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert for my uh, my troop deployment later, but maybe run someone who might beat him. Like, you know, literally anyone other than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> All right, all right. More American news. Supreme Court. Remember them? How they were in trouble for uh, you know ethics violations recently. And by them, I mean Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. I remember you being very upset about it, but I don't remember them actually getting into trouble. Well, good news. They've adopted an ethics code. Huzzah! Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. Wow. Oh. It's it's. First of all, it's got no enforcement. And the shit that these guys were doing already violates at least one law that nobody's prosecuting them about. 
Um, so this is just not going to do anything. But aren't most ethics codes not not ones that actually have enforcement built in and more of a norms and you're going to get a stern talking to and maybe a firing if this happens? Not in the legal field. Yeah. Oh. That's why we have our uh, trade organization, Eniage, <laughs> because it enforces our ethics code. And if we do something that violates the ethics code, they punish us and they can... Um, you know, just give us like an official censure. They can suspend our law license, or they can uh disbar. What uh, would happen if a Supreme Court justice got disbarred? <laughs> I don't think it would matter. Yeah, because that only affects like trial lawyers, not um. Yeah, they're not they're not practicing law technically. Yeah. So yeah, I think they could still be. You don't even have to be a lawyer to be on the Supreme Court. Really? You don't have to be a lawyer to be a judge anywhere. Ah. I mean, in some states, I think you do. But not a federal judge. Right. Well, I would like to throw my hat in the ring next time there's a Supreme Court seat open. Hell yeah. I'd vote for you. <laughs> well, you just need to get yourself elected to Congress, and maybe that vote will matter. All right. One of these days, I'm going to run for uh, New Jersey Senate as a Republican. You'll see. <laughs> I would vote for you. I, I would know vote. you would. <laughs> I would vote for you early and often. I wouldn't be able to <laughs> as move is to New traditional Jersey, but... in New Jersey. Are you trying to say that our electoral system is somewhat corrupt? I may or may not be trying to say that. Well, I take offense to that. Um, You know, not not because it's not true. It definitely is. But you don't get to say so. (laughs) That's 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 only for us to talk about. Ah, well, my apologies. All right. Your apology accepted. All right. Speaking of people who owe us apologies, Osama bin Laden is back in the news. Yes, apparently the Zoomers have discovered Bin Laden. Uh, and he's their new bae. <laughs> he's their new bae. Uh, the, he, he basically says all the things that the pro-Palestinian people are saying. And so all the people and who are... And also some milquetoast environmentalist stuff. And that's true, too. Yeah, it's kind of neat. But yeah, so all the people who are joining these pro-Palestinian rallies purely on the, you know... Palestinians are the more brown, more oppressed people, and therefore they des- deserve all of our uh, support, are reading these, and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 this guy has some good points. And uh, the there was a TikTok video originally that went super viral that brought up all this, got shared a lot. Uh, interestingly... And it was, it was basically like, hey, you guys, I've been reading this letter from Bin Laden, and, like, fucking based. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're... they're- conspicuously lefty so they don't use oh yeah it's a right-wing dog whistle yeah um yeah but i love how none of them actually you know read the letter to america because he spends much more time talking about how terrible we are for not executing gays and trans people than he does any of the shit lib stuff that tiktok is losing their shit over oh yeah they definitely only read the first half of that letter i mean they probably read it and just didn't care this is a thing that happens a lot. I mean, that's, yeah, that's also true. possible. They do famously ignore the uh, you know social conservatism of the people of color they claim to speak for. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so, life in America these days. That was fun. And in addition to all that, uh, TikTok decided to exercise massive censorship in response. They took down that video and a lot of other videos talking about the same thing. Which is weird because you'd think that the Chinese overlords would want that stuff out there. I I don't know if you would think that. 
You would not, in fact, think that, because the justification for the Chinese genocide of the Uyghurs is that they're Islamic terrorists, and everything they're doing in Xinjiang is just an extension of the global war on terror. Mm. Always thinking one step ahead, that she. Yep. Also, Um, a lot of sites pulled the, uh, the letter. In, in response to this, uh, they, they just had the original full letter translated, uh, most notably The Guardian, uh, the UK uh, newspaper, which was the well, one. They're the ones that originally published it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the I finally managed to find it on Web Archive, but it just like was hard to find for quite a while. And that I don't know. I think that's complete bullshit. Like, I think that TikTok being censoring this, despite the fact that bin Laden is a shithead and these people are absolute idiots for like worshiping them, him like let them fucking talk about it and we can see what absolute morons they are they, they, you don't you don't silence people by censoring them you just point out how fucking stupid they are but no they decided to censor them make this whole thing blow up even more and then the guardian pulled their translation I'm like guardian what what are you doing why are you pulling your translation of any of this it's on the internet anyway people will find it eventually like this whole we must immediately go to censorship thing is <sighs> Well, the TikTok censorship is especially stupid because, like, what what what's going to happen? TikTok, you think these kids are going to run out and join Al-Qaeda? Really? Right. No. They're just going to put up videos of themselves being morons. It was only, like, you know, it wasn't even that many videos. Yeah, yeah in, but in those videos like, did get a lot of views. Like, sure. six no, figures no, no, no. worth of views, I think. Yeah, but it's like... What what what's gonna happen? Like are these these kids aren't gonna go out and start you know doing suicide bombings? Thing is, I kind of expect it from China, regardless of how stupid it is. And I guess I should now also expect it from the media and the left because I have been around for the past twelve years and I'm I learn sometimes eventually. And yet still, when I see it, it's like it feels so wrong based on all the leftism that I grew up with. Like why why have we become? The side that is pro-censorship. Oh, man. Don't tell Inyash how the left thinks about war these days. Oh, God, I know. (laughs) Well, it uh, really depends on who's doing the war. It's a sad state of affairs. All right. So that's that's enough of this issue for you freeloaders. But Inyash says he has some some juicy gossip or something Uh, for, for subscribers only. So we'll be back with you in a second. Subscribers, this one's for you. All right, that was wow. For you, that was such a good segment. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my that god! That was amazing. Wow, I that was felt, such so insightful. I felt bad denying our regular listeners that, but you know, we got to get paid too. Yeah, right. I mean, look, one day they'll understand what's important, and that is giving us money. Exactly. Okay. Good. All right. We're on the same page. All right. Next piece of news: Iceland. What's going on in Iceland? Iceland is having a whole bunch of earthquakes just everywhere. Large chunks of it are dropping by multiple feet, like in the course of days. It yeah, is, man. Yeah. Wasn't it like like hundreds of, of earthquakes? Yes, like noticeable ones. Yeah. Like Not- l- lots of them were the little ones, but then like a, a lot of them were the, like, the, yeah, the real, the real big ones. Yeah, they're, they're bracing for a big old volcanic eruption up there in Iceland. Hey, I'm sure they'll blame climate change somehow. I found this particularly interesting because Jehovah's Witnesses always had a hard on for earthquakes, so it oh, jumps yeah? out at me. Yeah, is that like a, is that like a you know a a sign and portent? 
it is literally one of the signs of the apocalypse is coming that uh, earthquakes are increasing on on the rise all over the world. Oh yeah. It has nothing to do with uh, more measurement though. More measurements. It's not that we're measuring more earthquakes and reporting oh, them right. now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like they're like, oh yeah, no earthquakes are way more prevalent now. That's yep. how we know we're we're heading for the apocalypse. Yeah, God, God is letting us know, man. It's coming. There's more man. earthquakes every day. It's so funny because uh, you know we hang out with all the the rationalists who are like always like the apocalypse is coming, but that's bad. <laughs> Whereas religions always are like the apocalypse is coming. All right, Woo! Uh, and I sometimes forget that that's their attitude about it. So fun fact: it's not actually the apocalypse. The apocalypse isn't the end of days; it's the prophecy of the end of days. So in you know what, the, David? So in the Christian context, the apocalypse isn't the events described in the Revelation of the Apostle John. It is the revelation of the Apostle John. David, that you sound is exact. Like- that is another one of those things that I'm going to cut out for our <laughs> subscribers and leave in for the freeloaders to punish them. <laughs> that is uh, that is makes you sound like one of those dirty prescriptivists, David. So, so I like this fun fact because it really interestingly recontextualizes the tabletop RPG Werewolf the Apocalypse. Dear God, we're not going into this. <laughs> Actually, I'm interested. Um, we're going to move on to something. I played a uh, lot of Vampire. I kind of want to know. No. We're moving on to something slightly less depressing than the apocalypse, Israel. <laughs> uh, Is this news. less depressing of the than the apocalypse or just the same picture? I mean, all right. Israel news. Uh, Iran uh, put out an announcement that was like, we're not getting involved in this. So that's pretty good. That's good news. That is very good news. Um... Israel, uh, who 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 put this on here about Israel being in Gaza City? Well, I mean, I did, but it's just a thing. Israel's in all the right. heart yeah, of Gaza City. Israel's in Gaza City. They're hey. hitting all the uh, hot spots of the um, Hamas high command. They're yep, mostly they took- in hospitals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they took the Al-Shifa hospital. I mean, it's not like the buildings are kind of large and well situated to be fortresses anyway it's just you don't use them as fortresses because that's evil unless you don't care i guess yeah they don't you can tell because gaza city has something like five to ten x the density of major hospitals as any other city on earth and it's because they're one of the few public works Hamas actually does because they know they can make military installations in them and Israel will hesitate to hit them and kick up a giant PR shitstorm when they do. Yeah. Speaking of which, Israel has kicked up a giant PR shitstorm by taking the Al-Shifa hospital. What? Did that kick up a shitstorm? Yes, dude. There's been so much back and forth about this where Israel's like, yes, we attacked this hospital because Hamas has a command center there. And Hamas is like, there's no command center there. And Israel's like, we found all these guns. And they're like, you planted those guns. And they're like, look at all this body armor. And there's these tunnels going underneath it. And they're like, we didn't dig those tunnels. I mean, like, here's the thing. If it's not a place where Hamas fighters are fortified, you don't have to take it. Like, you just walk in, and you're like, hey, doctors, hey, nurses, how's it going? Yeah, right? If you have to send troops in because you're getting shot at, it's not just a hospital. Yeah, if it's not a, if it's not a military target, yeah, the troops just say, like, just walk in and say, hey, yeah. how's it going? Right. If they try to walk in and then they get shot, um, that's then that's a military it. target. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, think, I think what the, the, the crazy lefties are arguing is that there were, like, you know, uh, some guys in there, 
there was some 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 bad guys in there, but it's not enough to justify you know taking the hospital because you know then then taking a hospital militarily sucks. You get a, people die. Um, who were, you know, being treated in the hospital. Some people can't get treated. Um, I think the power got, was blinking on and off. So like people's dialysis machines and shit stopped working. Um, lots of people on life support, um, got cut off from it. This is another great reason not to set up a military base inside a hospital. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the fighting's all about like, well, were there enough Hamas fighters in there to justify the hostilities? Which like. It was know, the man. headquarters. Well, that's what Israel says. But, you know, who trusts them, man? I don't know if it was the headquarters, but I also don't particularly care. If you need a multi-day operation to capture a hospital, there was enough dudes in there that you should capture the hospital. It, it, yeah, was, right? it was, in fact, the headquarters. Okay. All right. Uh, apparently, there's also shooting in the West Bank now. Yeah, apparently there's been nightly gun battles in the West Bank. So that's a fun womp, little bonus. Womp. And on the state side over here, the House uh, of Representatives in the U.S. censured Tlaib. Is that how you pronounce that? Rashida Tlaib. Tlaib. Okay. Democrat from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Did you say Massachusetts? I did say Massachusetts. (laughs) Wow. I think that's the best state in our United States, and I'm here for it. That was a nice portmanteau of Mississippi and Massachusetts, neither of which Rashida Tlaib is from. She is from Michigan. Massachusetts, the best state. (laughs) If only Michigan could be as good as Massachusetts. (laughs) I'm just going to start calling Michigan that now. Hell yeah. But yeah, she got censured for calling for the destruction of Israel, which, I mean, on the one hand, freedom of speech. I'm all for letting people show how vile they are. On the other hand... We do have an alliance with Israel, and when a member of our government is calling for the destruction of one of our allies, that probably makes our government look a little schizophrenic, and maybe maybe that should be thought about. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, also, censure doesn't do anything. It yeah. just says, like, we disapprove of you. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I, probably a good thing yeah. when somebody's, like, being like, hey, fuck this ally of ours. Right. Be, like, be like, this is the way of saying, like, uh, we're not with her. Yeah. Did, uh... She has freedom of speech, but we ain't with her. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a real punishment. Doesn't do anything. Did you guys hear the really funny thing that accidentally happened? No. Okay. That could so, be so many things. So That's true. There's this uh, Jewish tradition of reading through the Torah every year, and right. as a show of good faith, uh, Talib was invited to join a bunch of DC-based rabbis for their uh, reading of uh, one day's passage from the Torah. Mm, sounds and like a trap. Hmm. No one bothered to check which day the traditional reading was, or what the traditional reading was for that day. Turns out it's the one that includes the passage where God says to the Jews, and unto you I shall give the entire Holy Land. Oh. That's that's... probably just a coincidence. No way they planned that. I mean, I don't think they could have planned it much in advance, but if you see it's coming up in the next two days, you can be like, hey, we can totally own someone right now. <laughs> like, hey, why don't you come for the reading tomorrow? Also, not a good look, uh, in my opinion, to be like, look, our holy book says that we're right. Like, you, really? Your holy book says that. How mm-hmm. shocking. Yeah, right? Oh. Well, yeah. Are you going to disagree with God, Inyash? <laughs> oh, whoops. My bad. It's, it's Inyash's whole brand. You so know, disagreeing with God isn't a good way to survive the uh, rise of AGI. Look, I'm trying to smother God in the crib, so I think the disagreeing ship has sailed. I think you need to get used to the idea. No. All right. 
we are almost through the news section. We have one more left. And fortunately, very little good happened this past fortnight, <laughs> right. so happy news will be quick. <laughs> good news! <laughs> Not much happiness. <laughs> All right, what's this about Russia? Russia pulled out to the Treaty of Conventional Armed Forces in Europe. This is an old Cold War era treaty which prevents rivals from massing forces near mutual borders. Uh, NATO said, yeah, well, if you're out, so are we, because, like, how... Wh- if Russia starts putting troops on the border, what are you going to do? Not put troops on the border? Uh, but Germany vows to remain helpless and not put troops on their border. So I guess you can do that. All right. Way to go, Germany. Isn't Germany surrounded by NATO allies? Yes. I think so, yes. <laughs> yes and so I think the specific fine. one separating them from Russia is one of oh. the most densely militarized countries on Earth. And absolutely despises Russia. And also the country of origin for the best host of the Mind Killer podcast. Ah, you guys. Two of the three best hosts, actually. <laughs> Two out of three? Well, the best and the worst. The, <laughs> the, right. the Jewish side of my Wes, family. you're also came, from Poland? Uh, yeah, the, the Jews came uh, to America by way of Poland. Yeah, how long ago? Uh, early 1900s, I think. I'm not sure exactly when. Carpetbaggers. Mm, the Jews and Gina's family came from Russia, so you're probably uh, ancestral enemies. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> well, let's move on to the happy well, things. All right. <laughs> that brings us to happy news. Good news, Yay! everyone. All right. Ineash, what's this happy news? For the first time, a regulation has cleared treatment using CRISPR. Woo! CRISPR! So we do a lot of news reporting on awesome things that CRISPR is doing to help make lives awesome. Just about all of them are like, these are things CRISPR can do now, and wouldn't it be great if we can use these? Well, for the very first time, a regulator in UK... Uh, the UK Health Ministry, oh, whatever the hell a real it is. country. Yeah. Approved a treatment for sickle cell disease and beta thalassemia. It's a word. <laughs> was that, it looks like was thalassemia. Was that what you were being treated for that ended with you being <laughs> anesthetized? Probably. I don't remember because of the anesthesia. But yeah, they, they actually cleared a treatment. So I guess we might see some benefits in the near future. Thank God the regulators are finally getting out of the way. It's all happening, yeah, at least in the UK. Yeah, it's just the UK, so, you know, it's not like anyone important is going to get these treatments, but... But we can go there. Good point. Also, we can go to Prospera, which also lets you get treatments because they don't have these stupid laws. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone's going to Prospera to get their, like, uh, their their mouth biome reconfigured. Yeah. and get crispered. Like, you can do both there. Yeah, but, like, the mouth biome thing is specifically what people are doing this week. Oh, okay. It sounds awesome. Yeah, Ela yeah. just did it. Awesome. Uh, and apparently it's like a permanent thing, and they're like, yeah, we re- we reconfigure your biome so you don't get cavities. Yeah, we reported yeah, we on talked it two episodes ago. Did we? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. They cured cavities. Yeah, they're doing it in Prospera. People are just going and doing it. Yeah. All right. It's well, amazing I when the know what my vacation after next is going to be. Yeah, man, yeah. go for it. I'm going to have to go down there if this thing actually works. You know... I kind of want to do it just for the sake of it, but I've never had any cavities, so I don't know if it's worth worth it for me. Wes, are it you? It definitely is. You can save those teeth. Wes, right. are you scuba certified? And if not, are you interested in, in getting certified? Nope. My dad had a friend who died scuba diving. God damn it. So that was like one of the things I'm like, I'm just going to not do that. Aw. 
I was hoping we could go together and then be school buddies in between getting bioengineered, but... I mean, you might be able to talk me into it anyway. Okay. Well, we'll do that off the air sometime. While we're together at Solstice. But we've got one more happy news to cover first. A man with advanced Parkinson's disease has been helped to walk again with an implant that stimulates nerves in his spine. What? Yeah, they put a thing in his spine and it, like, sends electrical signals down to, to, like, help the muscles move whenever the brain says, hey, move, guys. And, yeah, he, he can walk now. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Some real uh, bionic man shit. Right. All right. Well, that brings us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so uh, the Aragon slash Inheritance series was a really formative book series in my uh, childhood and teenage years. It's been heavily memed. Yes, the first book is basically just uh, uh, Star Wars A New Hope, but change it around a little so the teacher doesn't realize you copied my homework. Um, Yes, the second book's kind of long and rambling, but ultimately it's hard magic, politics, and dragon space uh, fantasy. And that is a very good combination for getting the attention of Teenage David and also Modern David, which is why I was delighted when uh, about a week ago I took delivery of my pre-order of the next book in the, uh, or the next book by Paolini in Allegasia. Uh, this one follows Murtag, a uh, deuteragonist, I guess, from the previous series. And it's really, really good, you guys. Like like I said, this series is tailor-made to appeal to me specifically. So maybe take this recommendation with a grain of salt, but I definitely feel like Pellini benefited from 10 more years of experience in life and writing. And I really enjoyed it. It's a interesting setup for the next arc of Allegasia stories, and I am just so excited to see where it goes. Um, uh, so yeah, if you have an Audible credit you're looking to spend, by the way, they got the narrator for the uh, original series back for Murtag. Uh, he did a great job, um, both in the original series and in the new book. So if you have a spare Audible credit or are just looking to pick up a book for some beach reading over the Christmas holidays or whatever, uh, consider Murtag by uh, Christopher Paolini, especially if you were a fan of the previous series. All right. Thank you, David. Eniash, what do you have? Uh, David, two things. Do you have to have read the original series to get into the new series? You don't have to. It would probably help, though. Okay. Uh, There... There are spoilers, but um, none of them are particularly, like, load-bearing in the plot. Okay. And you use the word deuteragonist? Yes. What is that? It's the uh, secondary protagonist. A uh, notable example would be Zuko in Avatar The Last Airbender. Alrighty. I have learned a new word. Hmm. You're welcome. All right, Eniash, what's your troop deployment? Um, I don't know. I came up with... Ben Hur. Oh, Ben Hur, right, okay, because of AI actors. Um, yeah, sometimes it's interesting just to see hard things done because they're hard, not because they're necessarily better. Uh, ben Hur itself is a really good movie, 
But one of the things it did was put literal hundreds of extras together and marching in formation like the Roman legions did, which is just hard to do on a group logistics level and cool to see, I guess. There's, as more and more things get um, replaced by AIs that can do them just as well as humans or better, we will get a lot more better, cooler art in that respect. But I want to encourage people to spend some time just like appreciating things that are less good, but that are impressive because they are done at all with uh, the tools that people have available. I think there's some practical effect movies like The Thing is really good for this where it's not, I mean, you can tell it's sort of a rubber suit, but like what they had and what they did with the materials they had was pretty damn impressive. And I think we'll get more and more things along those lines where people are like, why would you put fingers on a piece of wood and hold down string to make music? It's like, well, it's not as good as what a computer can do, but like, look at him doing it. It's so difficult and cool looking. So yeah, just uh, appreciating things because they're hard, like climbing Mount Everest rather than taking an elevator uh, is, is a thing that we can all appreciate. Have you considered that if we get AGI, then we can tile the entire universe with formations of people in Ben-Hur costumes marching in time? I think that would be <laughs> less fun than actually just doing that with real humans once. All right, David, settle down. <laughs> okay, fine. Then we can free up free time for people to march in formation in Ben-Hur costumes <laughs> by having AGI that ushers in Utopia. I like Utopia. All right. All right, nerds. <laughs> all right. My uh, troop deployment is vote for Dean Phillips. A few episodes ago, I did a troop deployment begging for someone to run against Joe Biden. Well, good news. Someone is running against Joe Biden. His name is Dean Phillips. He's a congressman from Minnesota, and his platform is basically what I said in my other troop deployment. That Biden's fine, but he's going to lose to Trump because he's too damn old. A few weeks ago, a poll came out showing that a generic Democrat would crush Trump in the general election, outperforming Biden by 12 points. Well, who could be more generic than Dean Phillips? He's a 54-year-old white guy who got to Congress using the money from his stepdad's liquor empire. Based. His main accomplishment is that he ran an ice cream company. Based. His grandmother is beloved American icon Dear Abby. Hmm. Who doesn't love booze, ice cream, and old ladies giving advice? No one. And he, he has absolutely no policy positions other than Biden is too old. He's perfect. Now, it's often said that the greatest leaders don't want to be leaders at all. Well, by all accounts, Dean Phillips doesn't want to be president. He spent months trying to get one of the more high-profile candidates to run instead of him. He already missed the deadline to get his name on the Nevada ballot. He's focusing his campaign on New Hampshire, which, due to its refusal to play ball with the Democrats' preferred primary schedule, probably isn't even going to get any delegates. I couldn't even find his campaign website on Google. He calls his supporters the Dean Team. Does this sound like a man who actually wants to be president? No. Sounds like a hero who is reluctantly stepping up to prevent Trump from getting elected. So if you're registered as a Democrat, please vote for him in the primary. He's our only hope. Hmm. Sold. All Done. right. Well, thanks. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews wherever you can leave reviews for podcasts. Please subscribe on Substack. You get access to early episodes. You get bonus episodes. And you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel. And also, you'll be able to hear the special subscriber-only part of this episode that was totally awesome. Uh, come back in two weeks. Same rad time. Same rad channel. Bye. Bye. Bye.